Just remember, when you have that Roth account and now you're in retirement, that money you withdraw does not count against your income. And that could actually help uh, your, obviously it's going to help your tax bracket situation, but it's also going to help if you live in a state that taxes Social Security, um, not have to have as much taxes paid on your Social Security as well. It's time for the Retirement Reality Podcast with the founder of Principal Preservation Services, Mike Koyanen. Welcome into the Retirement Reality Podcast. I am Ben George. He's Mike Coynan, founder and owner at Principal Preservation Services. And today we got a good show for you. For anybody that's a procrastinator, well, this show you need to listen up because there are some things that maybe you can put off and some things that you should never put off. We're going to go through some of the things that people most commonly decide to wait until a later date to take care of. It will tell you whether or not this is a good or bad thing. And Maybe in some cases you can't actually put it off. So, Mike, I think this is one that a lot of people need to deal with because we're all procrastinators in some sense. Yeah, I, I think there uh, we we can uh, get on top of uh, procrastination and, and force ourselves to to get get through things. But um, I think that habit can come back to haunt us sometimes. So uh, we just need a good reminder to get back on task and and create uh, these good habits again. Before we get into the show, I know you've had a busy few weeks here. Daughter got oh. married. How was that? It was great. It's you know it's the kind of the grand finale of you know a, a year plus of planning. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, when it all comes down to that one day that just flies by, everything went really well. It was awesome. an outdoor wedding. The rain held off uh, until we were indoors for the reception. So it was great, and I I, I don't think we'd have any regrets about what you know uh, how the day went, and no regrets about who she married, and uh, things worked out great. So uh, awesome. they, they even had a, a great honeymoon over in Hawaii. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. And on top of that, your Vikings are back playing. Now, I know the start wasn't what you wanted, but hey, football's back and, and fans are back in the stadiums. Yeah, I love the season. Um, you know, I love, you know, the fall is great. And we had a hot summer up here in the Midwest, up here in Minnesota, Wisconsin. It was, I mean, most June, July was 90s, you know, for the most part. Mm. Um, and dry, not a lot of rain. But um this cooler weather is, is uh, going to be well in, uh, enjoyed uh, being outside and football and even playing with the kids outside. And it's just a fun time of the year. Hopefully we have a nice long fall. Yeah, hopefully indeed. And, and I'm looking forward to, to hearing uh, about your new seats that you have there at the game and seeing how everything goes. So um, I think we're all excited, though, to, to have football back. Well, if you haven't joined us before, please make sure you subscribe to the show. We'd appreciate that. You can also find us online, principalpreservationservices.com. That is the website for Mike and his team. You can get in touch with him there, schedule a meeting, but also you can call directly at 855-987-8888 couple offices, one in Woodbury, Minnesota, one in Hudson, Wisconsin. So whichever is more convenient for you, you can meet with them there. But today we're talking about whether or not it's okay to put things off. There are some financial matters that people like to kind of push to the back burner. Hey, I'll take care of it at a later date. I'm not going to worry about it right now. But is this a good or bad thing in some specific situations we're going to go through today? And of course, it all depends. But I think, Mike, all of these things are important to to kind of touch on and, and let people know, hey, this is something you need your attention now, or hey, maybe later is okay. Yeah, l- l- let's attack this. You bet. All right, let's start with taxes. I think the common thought is, hey, I'm going to wait as long as I can to, to pay the government, right? Let me keep as much money in my pocket as possible. But is it a good thing sometimes to go ahead and actually pay your taxes? Yeah, I mean, we're talking about tax returns. Um, <laughs> uh, definitely don't want to be uh, uh, postponing paying your tax returns. <laughs> right. uh, but when we talk about delaying taxes when it comes to your investments, 
it, it does depend because there are certain situations where you, you're almost kind of forced to have to, you know, get these pre-tax dollars. We're talking about IRAs and 401ks, 403bs, because you know you might be in a high tax bracket. You don't qualify uh, to fund an IRA, but your employer, maybe your high, your employer sponsor plan, they have a 401k, and you need that tax deduction uh, to get maybe to that lower tax bracket. So. Uh, we're a big fan of having a Roth account. That's where the Roth you pay your taxes now it grows tax free. But you might, you, you know, you make too much money to qualify for Roth. That might be an issue uh, for a lot of our business owner clients. Uh, they need these tax deductions, so they're kind of, in a sense, kind of forced to um, invest in simple IRAs, SEP IRAs, things where they can reduce their, you know, their taxable income. And so it, it really does depend on your situation, but. If you can, if you're not in those higher tax brackets, if your employer sponsor plan is offering a Roth uh, 401k, uh, Roth 403b, Roth TSP, and so on, I recommend investing in that. That's one of my biggest regrets for my clients uh, who are older. Uh, they wish that their employer sponsor plan would inform them that Roth was available, and they wish they would have understood the benefits of having a Roth. Um, and so they really missed out on a lot of those those growing years of, of having Roth. Uh, so just remember, when you have that Roth account and now you're in retirement, that money you withdraw does not count against your income. And that could actually help uh, your, obviously it's going to help your tax bracket situation, but it's also going to help if you live in a state that taxes Social Security, um, not have to have as much taxes paid on your Social Security as well. Yeah, that's a good point. And I appreciate you clarifying the start of that. We're not talking about delaying your taxes that you got to pay every year, but right. more of the stuff towards investment accounts and your retirement account. So good point. How about debt? Debt is something we, again, we know, hey, we should probably pay off immediately and, and take care of that. But I know there are some situations we've talked about on the show where maybe it is okay to delay that debt payoff. Yeah, we, we talk about, and I've talked about before, good debt, bad debt. Um, what is good debt? Um, you know, Essentially, it's a better of the evils, right? Because I'm not a fan of any debt whatsoever. But a good debt is something that's still appreciating as you're paying off that, like a house. Um, so if you have, uh, you know, your home is still appreciating, hopefully, or like the market has the last couple of years, you know, if you have a mortgage on that, great. That should be maybe the last thing you're going to pay off because you want to make sure you get rid of all that bad debt. That's student loan debt. That's personal loans, credit cards, things that are not appreciating that you probably shouldn't have maybe used. Uh, not a fan of 401k loans as well. I, I looked at as debt. I know it counts against your retirement plan. I'm not a fan of having loans against your 401k, but that's what I would recommend is focus on that bad debt, the credit cards, the things that don't really control, have any true assets to that. Focus on that. We have two kind of rules of thought to pay off that debt. Um, one's kind of the snowball method, which I like, and that's where you, you kind of write down all your bills uh, or all your, uh, your debts you have, and let's start with that smallest debt you have, and let's focus on putting all the extra money towards that. So what you do is you pay, uh, make all the minimum payments on all your other bills, put all your extra funds towards that smallest debt until it's paid off. And then when that's paid off, you have some extra funds available to focus on that second uh, smallest debt and so on and so on. It's a kind of that snowball effect going down the hill, getting rid of that debt. That's my favorite. Uh, the other one they called is the avalanche method. And that's where you actually write down all your debts, but just focus on the highest interest rates of that bad debt and put all your extra funds towards the highest interest rate ones. Now, the best case scenario is your highest interest rate is hopefully your smallest debt, and then you can get that paid off sooner. But the key is get rid of those bad debts first and then focus on the home. 
Um, a lot of people come in our office and they say, uh, you know, I need to keep the mortgage. It's a good, you know, it's good to have a mortgage so we have a, some write-offs. I'm like, well, under the new tax laws, a lot of people aren't even itemizing their taxes anymore. It doesn't make sense. You might not have enough interest to actually itemize taxes. It doesn't make sense to carry that mortgage um, when you could pay it off. So um, uh, definitely look at that situation because you remember that second half of the mortgage um, and you know, people we're working with, they have you know two years to 10 years left on their mortgage typically. Um, that Those second half of the mortgage years is mostly all uh, principal, not a lot of interest if you look at the amortization schedules of mortgages. So uh, it doesn't make sense to hold on that mortgage and just forever uh, get rid of that debt. Yeah, I've never heard about the avalanche method. Um, I, think I've, I think the snowball is one that's pretty popular, but I've never heard mm -hmm. about paying off the highest interest, although that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and hopefully the best case scenario is, like you said, that smallest debt is the highest interest rate. Yeah. Uh, so it's a win-win. All right. Another thing people like to put off are their legal documents, their state documents. Mm -hmm. And I think the, the common thought is, hey, I don't want to think about death. I don't want to think about that. Or they think, hey, that's a long ways off. I don't need to worry about it. Is there ever a good situation, Mike, where it's okay to put this off? I really don't see a good situation. Um, I bring this up a lot in my seminars, personal meetings. Um, I kind of joke at a seminar. I said, I haven't picked up the paper here recently. Uh, what's the mortality rate in this area? <laughs> and I get people shouting out 88%, 75%. I go, you guys, mortality rate? Aren't we all going to die? Isn't it 100%? <laughs> Just to get their attention because yeah. we all will pass away someday. And this is one of the things that people really don't want to address. Like you said, nobody wants to talk about when we're not going to be here. But here's the big problem. I mean, we look, we do our taxes every year. We get our oil changes, regular maintenance on our car, you know, up to, you know, tires, you know, spring cleaning, update our life insurance, all these things that we do every year, but we don't, we just kind of, it's one of those things we put on the back burner. We don't even want to look at, and that's our estate plan because we don't want to talk about not being here someday. So you really need to do that, especially if you're getting close to retirement or in it, um, because obviously every day we live, we're one day closer to not being here. And so you want to make sure that things are buttoned up. So because if you don't plan on where you want your assets to go, your state to go, the government will figure that out for you uh, or the judge will in probate court. So, um, you know, I, I know it's the law is called dine and testate is the legal term that means you pass away without having an estate plan in place in the state of Minnesota or Wisconsin will actually decide where your, your, your funds go. So you definitely need to get an estate plan. Uh, I'm not going to get all the details. We had a good podcast about that a few months ago here with the uh, attorney Patrick Boley with Ekberg Glamers. Uh, definitely go back and listen to that. But wills or trusts, uh, those are the final estate documents you need to have. But what a lot of people don't think about is what you need to have in place today while you're alive. And those are your... Uh, power of attorneys and specifically durable power of attorneys for healthcare and for finances. Who's going to make those medical decisions for you? Who's going to pay the bills? Who's going to talk to your creditors? Who's going to have access to your bank accounts? You need to have those documents in place today. Anything can happen. You're a car accident away, which we don't want to happen. I have a really good friend of mine a few years ago, slipped on the ice, fell on his head on Super Bowl Oof. Sunday. We had some freezing rain up here in the Midwest. Wow. And I was in a hospital for a week. I mean, it could have ended bad. Fortunately, he recovered. But um, anything can happen, and you need to have these documents in place because if you don't have these in place too, the courts are going to decide. You have to go to the 
court session and get guardianship conservatorship over your own spouse just because you're married doesn't give you the authority to make decisions if you don't have these documents in place so get these done don't put them off very important very important you hear that story you know you just never know what's going to happen so make sure you take care of these legal documents yeah all right let's talk social security mike for a minute and uh, you Mm. know i think this is one where people you can correct me if i'm wrong oftentimes think hey let me just get this done as quickly as possible but sometimes they might put it off and and wait to try to build up that benefit how do you approach social security is it good to to take it early or is it good to, to put this off as well yeah that's another depends but uh, i just we did another social security seminar last night uh, another one tomorrow night so we've been consistently been in that sector teaching people about social security and, and the, the pros and cons and the details of that for the last eight years uh, so this is kind of in our wheelhouse um, i will say she's 75 80 percent of the time ben it never makes sense to take it before 65 and you know the reason i say 65 is that's medicare age it's harder for people to retire before 65 unless maybe you're a retired government employee and have access to health care, you know, not being on the open market. Um, that, you know, like uh, federal employees, if you've been there for five years, uh, you can keep health care if you retire at 62 till 65 and uh, Medicare age. So it doesn't really make a lot of sense to take it early. Now, that's not always the case, but we always recommend coming in and, and having a scenario where we have actually a printout on our software. We can give you a report. Uh, what are some of the situations where you should take it early? Well, uh, bad health. Um, if you don't see you know, that you're going to live long, um, that's obviously you don't delay your social security benefit in that situation. Maybe it's a situation where you're married and your spouse has a large benefit. The goal is to make that one grow and and get to be the largest. And for the other one, um, not to delay it as much. Some a lot of times we're we're telling people who have a maybe a benefit that's maybe half of their spouses to take it early at 62, um, if that's fitting. But the key is every situation is different. Obviously, if you you lost a spouse. Uh, you could be taking maybe that widow benefit or your own benefit early, and then you could switch to the other benefit at full retirement age. Uh, so there's some different strategies involved. But typically, I'll say majority of the time, you shouldn't be taking it before 65, 66. Interesting thing, too, is you know we're just miles down the road from 3M. We have a lot of 3M clients as well. And that's you know a lot of engineers over there at 3M. And it's interesting, the engineers, they do spreadsheets. <laughs> and uh, you can always tell a good engineer because they're, they're prepared with spreadsheets and creating their own spreadsheets, which is great. But they, know that they run the numbers, and they don't ever want to take their benefits before full retirement age at the earliest. A lot of times they're waiting till 70, um, to the maximum age. So it's interesting. And even Social Security Administration admitted that, uh, this is about eight, nine years ago now, $10 billion a year is left on the table because Oof. people take their benefits too early in which they can track it. They know when people file and they know how long they live and people are living longer than they maybe expected or they just made a bad decision by taking it too early. So there's a lot of benefits are just left on the table because people take their benefits too early. Yeah, that'll make you think twice about just taking it as soon as you can. Hearing a number like that, that's, that's pretty crazy. All right, last one on our list for today is a plan. A lot of people want to put off that planning, Mike. Hey, I can, mm-hmm. I can just, I can do it myself for now. I'll worry about it a little bit later on. But why are they falling behind if they're waiting a while? I've said the stat many times before, and even when I've done some of these TV interviews, is twenty six. I saw this earlier this year in twenty twenty one. Twenty six percent of people already retired 
have a plan. Well, you know, so roughly a quarter of people retired did a plan before they retired, which means either they're very confident in their own ability to retirement plan, or they just they're just winging it. And that's I would say the majority of people are in that winging it category. They think they're going to be okay, or they just had enough and and just trying to figure out themselves. And there's a there's a part of the population who just don't trust other people, you know, managing their money or just giving them advice, or maybe they're intimidated as well. The key is you want to make sure that you know. Here's the two biggest you know fears for retirees. You know this they've done surveys for the last decade. These number these two come up number one, number two all the time. You don't want to run out of money before uh, your life ends, so that's that's important. And you never want to be a burden to your children. And how are you going to know that without doing a plan? Um, and having the plan in place has to be proper plan with, with um, true inflation rates. Uh, inflation this year is a lot higher, so we want to make sure that your expenses are adjusted with inflation. That you know, we look at tax rates in the you know today and in the future. We're looking at average rate of returns. We're not going to blue sky your rate of returns and just look at the last decade, which was an amazing decade for the most part. Uh, but the next decade might not be as favorable. So we want to make sure that you're looking at all angles. We're looking at all angles for you to show you, does this really make sense for retirement? And it just gives you that peace of mind. I, we just helped somebody, came on board this week, and she's um, was really nervous. But even through the process, you know, she's she's got less, less nervous. But, you know, she's some people are just more, <laughs> you know, when you work your job for 35, 45 years, whatever that that number is for you, it's hard to make that big change where you cut off that income stream and now you have to rely on what you've done over the years to save and social security because most people don't have pensions. So the key is it's going to lessen your stress and give you that confidence to retire if you have somebody build out a plan for you. And that's something we do for everybody. Yeah. So if you want to help with that and, and get your planning started and not and all these issues, if you don't want to put them off any longer, if you want to sit down and, and figure out how you can act now and make adjustments to your financial future, please Visit the website, principalpreservationservices.com. We'll put the podcast up there as well if you miss anything or want to go back and listen through one of these items. But we all have all the podcasts listed there, so go back and listen to our past episodes. Most of them are evergreen, so you can listen to them anytime, and the, uh, the content still applies to today. But if you want to call Mike directly, his phone number at the office is 855-987-8888. Also on the website, we take mailbag questions. So if you have anything on your mind, you can send it to us via the website, and we'll bring it onto the show, do our best to answer here. Based on the information you provide, we'll start off with one from Angie today. Mike, she says, I want to start a business for baking and designing custom wedding cakes, and I'd like to put an addition on my home to give me the space to do it. Should I take the money from IRAs, or should I get a business loan of some sort? All right. Well, uh, Angie, I don't know your age, um, but um, here's a couple of the things when you have IRAs is if you're under 59 and a half, um, there is an extra 10% penalty by taking money from your IRAs. And then whatever you take out is going to be considered regular income. Uh, being that you're talking about an addition on your home, um, as we're just wrapping up a, a, a kind of a major house remodel, um, it costs more money than we anticipated. <laughs> and so I can't imagine, you know, let's just say that's going to be $100,000. I'm not sure, $75,000, $100,000 uh, could be very expensive. So if, depending what tax bracket you're at and what state you're, you're in, I'm assuming Minnesota or Wisconsin, but in Minnesota, the average you know tax rate is almost seven and a half for state. So if you're at 22 bracket plus that seven and a half, um, that's about a 30% in taxes. If you need a hundred thousand um, dollars, 
um, that's going to be $30,000 in taxes um, that you're going to be paying right away. If you're under 59 and a half, there's an additional 10%. So now you're paying $40,000 in taxes in a sense. Uh, so you're going to get you know 60 grand if net if you take out 100. Probably better to look at some small business loans. Um, again, I'm not a fan of debt, but if that's what you feel that you need to do is your call to do, um, that would be a better situation. Most likely interest rates are, are, are really low and they're going to be able to uh, work with you on, on that. Uh, I just think uh, taking money at your IRA is a big no-no. That money is meant for retirement, not for pre-retirement activities and even building your business. I don't believe that you should touch that because it's going to be so much harder to build that money back up. Yeah, great question and appreciate it. Good luck to you, Angie, and your business as you move forward. Christopher is next, says, I'll be turning 70 at the beginning of next year. I'm annoyed that I'll have to start taking money out of my IRA because I won't even need it. I'm sure you have some tips for circumventing this rule. What are they? Yeah, well, the good news is, Christopher, the, uh, there has been a rule change. And so um, the SECURE Act was passed at the end of 2019. So starting January 2020, they postponed RMDs till 72. So you don't have to do it in 70. So that's good news. Um, so you have till the end of the year, you're 72. So if you're 72 uh, in two years, you have till December 31st to get your RMDs out. Uh, but there are some other things if, if you uh, don't need that money. What you can be doing is Roth conversions um, right now. You can start converting some of those IRAs to Roth, so that'll lessen your RMDs. And then also the other option is if you're giving to any charities, you can look at a QCD, Qualified Charitable Distribution. You can have that those RMD monies go directly to a charity or several charities or just partial of the, those dollars to charities, and that will meet your um, RMDs if you give them enough and um, you want to pay the taxes on it. So it's that's an option for the people who don't really need those dollars or they have excessive RMDs to give to charities as well. Good question and thanks for that. Um, there is a lot of planning you can be doing, Christopher, so make sure you reach out to Mike and his team at principalpreservationservices.com or over the phone, 855-987-8888. And if you have any questions for Mike that you'd like to send into the show, please we encourage you to do so, and we will uh, bring them on on a later episode. Mike, that'll do it for this episode of the Retirement Reality Podcast. We appreciate your time as always, and uh, good luck with the Vikings this season. Yeah, we're uh, after game one, we're crossing our <laughs> fingers. <laughs> and they, like I said, I think it's it kind of put a, a black cloud over the fans in a sense. Um, losing to Cincinnati wasn't uh, what we had hoped for. Um, I think we, I, I would have said we have a 95% chance to win that game and that didn't happen. So hopefully the rest of these, the season looks a lot better. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I look forward to talking to you again on the next episode. Take care. Perfect, Ben. Thank you. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.